0: Brittany? Brittany? We're live, Mark. Oh, we're live. Didn't do the three, two, one. All right. Hello, everybody. Sorry uh, about that. A little technical glitch there, I guess. Um, Welcome uh, to uh, crew budgeting. We're going to have a discussion this week about crew budgets, going to talk about why they're important how to create one. I'm gonna even do a super quick overview live in LMN so you can kind of see what one looks like. Uh, Trying not to really do a lot of software demos in these weekly meetings, but I thought it might be useful this week just to take a quick look at what a budget should look like. We're gonna have some upcoming crew budgeting um, webinars where you can uh, join us and go through the budgeting process with your employees and hopefully, that'll be helpful as well. But I'll get I'll get things kicked off here today. Uh, excuse my backdrop. I'm down in uh, sunny Orlando, Florida here for a two-day mastermind session that kicks off tomorrow. And uh, we're actually at the Omni Hotel, which is the same hotel that we're going to be holding the summit at here in February. So hopefully you're joining us for the summit, it's a fantastic property, great golf, great pools, lots of food and restaurants and nice and close to Disney if you wanna bring your family too. So what we're gonna talk about here is like the impact that crew budgets have on um, the mindset of the crews and their ability to really understand what success looks like and feel a little bit more entrepreneurial in the way they do things. And then I think it really does set you up nicely if you are interested in creating um, a bonus program of, of some sort. So just quick overview, if you've uh, kind of had some time with me before, you've probably seen this. I think understanding what people want is an important place to start. And crew budgets, I think, really provide a lot of clarity um, on most of the things on this list. It, really allows the crews to understand how they contribute to the company or how they make a difference, sets their goals. It allows you to kind of um, give a field crew supervisor true responsibility for what they're um, getting done each day, each week, each month, and over the course of the year. I think that in itself provides that freedom. Definitely, they've got the feedback that they need because they understand what success looks like kicking off the year with clear goals, But then on an ongoing basis, when you're using LMN, you can always give them that real-time feedback to let them know what their revenue year to date looks like or what their success looks like on each um, project, if they're an install crew, or um, on the series of contracts that they might be servicing if they're in a a maintenance crew. So all of these things become a lot more clear with crew budgets, but I think the most important piece is transparency and compensation if you're going to really get buy-in and get people to stick with you long term for a career i think it's important that they can see how they're contributing and they can understand that their wages are tied to their performance in other words the highest performing field crew supervisor is going to make more money than a new crew supervisor and that is fair and i think often when people do leave companies to either get another job or start their own, it's because they're really starting to feel like they're not being recognized for their actual contributions. So I think the idea of creating SMART goals, this is something we talk about a lot in the Mastermind uh, two-day series, is creating these goals that are super specific, that are really measurable on an ongoing basis, and we wanna set these goals so that they're somewhat achievable. We, It's good to stretch your goal a little bit, but we don't wanna make it impossible to reach. And then it has to be really relevant to the person that we're assigning this goal to or setting the goals with, and we wanna make it time-bound. And so the crew budget is the foundation for SMART goals in my mind. Um, it's super specific because it's it's very specific to the crew versus just having a company-wide budget that may or may not really um, feel tangible to that crew leader. Um, particularly if you've got a lot of crews, if you've got 10 or 12 crews and you're trying to hold them accountable to the company budget, it's hard to get buy-in because if things are falling behind, they kind of look to their left and right and they blame somebody else. Or they say, well, of course we're not reaching the company objective because, you know, four of the crews are back two hours earlier than I am every day. And so these crew leaders start to feel as though they're, you know, maybe being held accountable to a plan and others aren't taking it seriously. And I think in that regard, people tend to kind of fall to the, to the lowest level. And then you've got, um a, a team of underachievers and i think the reason for that often is the goals aren't specific enough and so crew goals really uh, i think eliminate that altogether and really create the accountability at the crew level with each field crew supervisor and if uh, again if you've heard me speak before you know that i kind of believe that the field crew supervisors are the most important people in the business as it relates to achieving these goals because It doesn't matter how good we are at selling or designing or marketing, we get all this work. And if we don't get the work done efficiently, then we just don't ever really succeed. And so we wanna take the company goals, give them um, to each crew leader in a way where they can actually control their own destiny. And so we wanna be able to make that measurable and we wanna make sure that we can give them feedback when you're using LMN time or sorry, LMN crew, and invoicing it becomes very easy because all of your dashboards are automatically assigning revenue to the specific crews and you can run reports and see exactly where they stand year to date against the budget but also on every individual um, customer job or contract so as we kind of move that into budgeting and and sort of talk about how to really use the budget, I think to create transparency, what we wanna do is make sure that when actually setting wages, we use a crew budget to set the wages, particularly for the field crew supervisors. Often they start to feel as though they shouldn't get paid the same as every other field crew supervisor because they know that they might be doing more or they might be trying a little harder, they might be, um more skilled they might be more capable of taking on more complex work larger projects larger crews all these things start to come into play we all know as business owners or leaders in this industry that not all field crew supervisors are created equally and so therefore they probably shouldn't be all paid the same wage either that's just not fair and so what we want to do is we want to create a really strong base pay with an opportunity to make more. And we wanna make sure that there's a way for them to truly understand how we arrived at what that wage is so that they buy in and feel like they're being treated fairly and also see the opportunity in the future, whether that be this year in a bonus or maybe next year in a base pay increase because they're able to produce more work and their crew budget's performing well. So, The crew budget allows you to do all kinds of neat things. I think first off, it allows you to create production targets for the year that can then get broken down into monthly production targets so that you get a sense if the crew is on track and they know more importantly, if they're on track to meet the year end goal. Um, We can create expense budgets, which allows us to set labor rates, um, give people fair raises and fair wages, uh, create bonus programs, Um, Know that we can afford to contribute to employee pension savings programs or employee benefit programs. Uh, Understand how much we should be spending on materials. Understand how much equipment we can invest in for that crew and then um, also, again, really make sure that the incentive program is tied to an overall plan. So that if we're gonna put out bonuses that they really truly understand how they're gonna earn on that. So these crew budgets become like a foundational component, I think, to building an entrepreneurial mindset and really driving continuous improvement deeply into the company where it's actually gonna happen, which is, I think, on the job sites. And so we want this this really clear capability uh, to explain what success looks like on a crew. We want them to understand how much we spend on wages, equipment, materials, subcontractors, and overhead. We want them to understand how much revenue per hour their crew is is going to produce or how much we need them to produce. And we want them to understand how profitable the business is or isn't. And I think that's important because oftentimes when we don't take the time to transparently share this information often i think crews think that they're producing a lot more profit than they're actually producing and so we want them to be 100 percent clear on the reality of their crew and so some common things that over the years as i've been teaching uh, contractors how to budget i've noticed that owners themselves can't answer these questions in many cases And so therefore, I don't think it's easy for them to answer these types of questions when they're talking with staff. And so the decisions or the conversations end up becoming like very emotional. And I don't think they need to. I think they can be much more rational. They can be numbers-based conversations. And when we have rational conversations, our um, employees believe what we're saying because it's founded on something other than emotions and what ends up happening when you're not making decisions using numbers the owner has an opinion it's emotional the employee has an opinion it's emotional too and now you've kind of got you know this uh, collision of emotions where you know nothing good ends up coming of that and what i've noticed over the years when people would come to me and say well i'd like to get a raise i would explain to them rationally what it would take for me to give them a raise. And I think that's a much easier discussion. And it usually ends much, much, much more positive because it becomes motivational. If I can do this, I'll get a raise and I know exactly what I need to do in order to unlock that next opportunity. So this is just one example. How many staff would I need um, if I wanna grow by 200,000 in revenue? I hear a lot of uh, business owners come in and say, I need to add revenue so that my profitability comes up and that's true but sometimes i often try to say like well are you clear on how much more staff you're going to need because you know when you add revenue typically you're going to add a little bit of uh, labor costs now not in every case sometimes you can change the the pricing sometimes it can be changed by what you're selling, Mm -hmm. higher revenue per hour work, which you've probably heard me talk about at some point as well. But really here, what I'm saying is just raw numbers. If I'm going to do 200,000 more in revenue, I'm going to spend. If my magic number, which your budget number will be slightly different, but a typical number for the industry is 25% for particularly for install companies in that scenario, you'd have $50,000 to spend on labor. So it kind of becomes this like automated way of thinking. If I'm gonna do 200K more in revenue, I'm gonna spend 25% of that on wages. So I've got about 50,000 to pay uh, the staff. So again, this field wage ratio is different for every company. When you've got a company budget, this number is true and it's yours. I'm using 25% for uh, conversation purposes today because it's a pretty standard number. Um, it's certainly one to strive for for most companies. And so, again, now I got a crew that I, maybe this time of year you're resetting the wages for the coming year, and you've got to say, like, well, how much can I afford to pay the crew in the coming year? Well, often it's good to start with the supervisor themselves, the field crew supervisor. They might be making $65,000 today. If you've got that 25% field labor ratio, you could say to them, hey, listen, just to pay you, I have to produce $260,000 in revenue. And then once I've paid you, then we still have the staff to pay. So I think it's a good place to start so that people start to understand like the work that they're producing each day is contributing to them earning their own wage. And then the crew in, is is sort of in addition to that. And so as an individual, I've got to get 260,000 in revenue just to pay the field crew supervisor. And then we're gonna look at the whole crew and say, well, if the field crew supervisor wages 60, let's say, and we've got two crew uh, crew members, average 45 each, total crews costing 150, I'm gonna to need to produce, um, oh, sorry, there's a mathematical or a, a, a typing error there that should have been 150. Um, but the crew goal is actually right. I'm gonna need $600,000 on the crew goal in order to pay that crew and make the profit that I'm planning for the coming year. And so it becomes a lot easier for me to set revenue goals for crews knowing exactly uh, what that field labor ratio is and what I'm gonna pay them in advance. And so if I decide that I wanna pay more money, let's say that crew supervisors come along and they had a great year last year and they met plan, they got, they hit the budget, the work was done properly. We didn't have a lot of warranty issues. Everything was running smooth. And they come back and say, hey, listen, I really wanna stay here with the company. I wanna continue to grow. Um, What's it gonna take for me to make $80,000? Um, which is a $20,000 raise over what we were just talking about on the example. Um, That's going to bump the total crew cost up to 170. And so there's a clear answer. Yeah, we can can definitely pay you $80,000 if the crew can produce $680,000 in revenue. And in my opinion, I don't want to go and pay that before they've proven that they can actually produce that. So what I'll do is pay a little higher bonus this year based on them exceeding 600,000. And we'll get to that in some coming weeks. We'll talk through incentive plans. Or if you can make your way out to one of my two day mastermind sessions, we cover incentive plans in depth and we actually work through um, that entire process so that you can kind of see how to do that for yourself. But again, I'll cover that in an upcoming uh, short session like this on one of the weeklies. But the point being here, we can always pay more money as long as the crew can produce more revenue. And I think it should be on a trailing effect. I'm gonna set this year's wage based on last year's revenue. So again, this crew budget becomes like a foundational item for um, creating an accountable staff. So it's one piece, but if you kind of look at this, this is an accountability process that we talk a lot about in the two-day mastermind sessions and it's like what do i need to do when the year starts what do i need to do in weekly leadership meetings on job site meetings quarterly reviews end of year staff reviews what are the things that we need to be doing on a routine basis or a recurring basis that really drives accountability deeply most of the things That are most important as it um, relates to the metrics of the business are all sort of pointing back to having a crew budget it's almost impossible to really start to create meaningful plans for a crew without knowing what they should be producing at the end of the year because we have to set wages we have to decide what equipment we're going to supply them with We need to know how much work we need to sell for that crew or what the revenue needs to look like before we can even think about really, you know, getting to things like incentives or career development plans and things like that. So again, we cover this accountability plan in the two-day sessions, and hopefully you can make your way out for one of those. But I thought it would be good um, next just to kind of review an actual budget and kind of make sure that people see just how simple it is to create a, um, a budget. So I'm gonna jump in here and uh, show you what a budget would look like. So again, this is just a sample budget. And so when I click on the sales uh, forecast for the, actually I'll just kind of start with the, with the um, overview. So this is a crew budget right here for an install crew. It's gonna have a sales goal you can see here of $600,000. We're forecasting a $100,000 profit for this crew and a profit margin of 17.7%. Um, and so this crew is 100% design build. So in the work breakdown, we've updated that to 100% so that as we go through the budget and we're looking at industry benchmarking, it's going to automatically update the industry benchmarking for an install crew since that's what we're looking at. So, next up, I'm going to set the sales forecast for the year. So, last year, this crew was doing 520,000. This year, we're going to predict 600,000, which is a 15% increase. So, pretty significant increase. And we'd want to know how we're going to do that. And, you know, often this is selling higher revenue per hour work, more expensive materials using um, more equipment instead of manual labor so that we can install materials faster and get the work done faster, which all the while is producing more revenue each hour that we're at working. Once we've got this sales goal really nailed down and we're comfortable that it's achievable, then it's wise to move on and build a a field labor budget. So in this case, we've got a labor burden, which is our government contributions, uh, 18%. We've got our overtime multiplier at 1.5%. Um, and in this case, we've actually put the employee benefits in the 18%. So there is a benefit program and it's worked right into the labor burden. And so, what this is going to tell us is when we add the crew leader and we say they're going to work a 2,000 hour year plus they're going to have 100 hours of overtime. Their average wage is $28 per hour, and we're gonna add an option to get a $10,000 bonus if they hit the goal. So if they hit the $600,000 goal, there's an additional 10,000 in it for them. We wanna go ahead and put that bonus right here in the the plan. And that way, all year as we're pricing work, we're actually pricing for the bonus. So it's not gonna come out of our profit at the end of the year it's a budgeted bonus, which means as we're pricing jobs, we're actually charging our customers for that bonus. And if we hit the plan, we pay it. And if we don't hit the plan, we don't, which actually gives us a little bit of a cushion at the end of the year in the case that we fall short on our revenue goal. Um, So we've got the, the two... Uh, labors, which I hate the word labor. I'm trying to get everybody to use the word apprentice and here it is right on my sample today. I've got to get that changed up. Um, two staff, uh, 1800 hours a year, each with hundred hours of overtime, average wage of $19 with a $4,000 bonus. And so we've got all of these wages. They're rolling up to this total up, up top here at 179,000 for the crew which is 25% or 25.4% of revenue. So it's a touch over the industry average, but not in a bad way. I think being a couple percentage points over, but still very profitable is healthy. We can pick that up often with productivity, a little bit lower overhead margin when it's a higher volume crew like this, a $600,000 three person crew. It's okay if that labor uh, ratio starts to creep up a little bit. Because they're contributing a lot of overhead for for just a few people, um, so I'd be happy here. Next, I'd look at the equipment for that crew, and I would really think about how much fuel, repairs, and insurance is this crew gonna gonna burn, and if there's any small equipment rentals that we'd expect. You know, this might be when we have breakdowns or really specific types of equipment that we wouldn't ever consider buying because it's so rare. Um, I'm going to put that rental in there as well. And then what I'm going to do is just go in here and add the actual crew equipment that's assigned to them. And so this is going to be for an install crew, a crew dump truck, an excavator, a skid steer, a fully stocked trailer with all the small tools with all the bells and whistles, concrete saws, tampers, all the electric power uh, power tools that you'd need um any carpentry tools all these types of things and so once we package all the equipment up we look at the total cost in this case we're actually a little under as a ratio we're only at 10.4 versus an industry average of 13. and again i'm happy here because my labor was slightly over but my equipment's slightly under And the reason the equipment is slightly under is this is a really productive crew. And so that this equipment is being utilized very well against the revenue they're producing. Oftentimes a crew that produces half this amount of revenue would have the same equipment package and therefore their ratio is much higher. So there's always reasons and it's good when you're budgeting to kind of be more and more aware of that, but this is a good healthy uh, ratio. It's certainly achievable. I'm gonna carry forward the materials ratio just based on the division. So if we're typically spending about 20% of material or of a installed project on material, I'm just gonna go ahead and assign that as a single line item. So very simple process here. And this way, we're just saying, hey, typically we spend 20%. We don't know what jobs we're gonna get this year, but we'll put 20% in if for some reason there's a job where there's really expensive materials and that ratios up a little bit that's fine it'll be accommodated for in that jobs estimate this is just us kind of taking a look into the future with what we think is um, going to happen again we're they're not responsible for the sub so we're not going to put the subcontracting cost in there overhead very much like material we're just saying hey the the install department has a 20% overhead. So we're just going to take 20% of the forecast here, and we're going to put that in. So what I've done here is I've just said, well, last year, we assigned $85,000 of overhead to this crew. This year, we're going to assign 120. So it's just a very simple, single line item entry. And it's based on a percentage of either the company overhead or a division overhead depending on the size of the company and now last i'm just going to get down to my profit and loss here and make sure that i'm comfortable with where things are shaping up for the year and it gives me a nice little overview on the business again i want to be able to explain this to the crew supervisors i want them to understand how they're producing and i want them to see exactly what the breakdown looks like because generally speaking I think if they heard that they were producing 600000 and we didn't explain to them um, what the cost breakdown looks like, they're always going to assume it's far more profitable than it is. If you're concerned about sharing um, transparently what this profit margin is, I would strongly suggest getting out to one of the two-day mastermind sessions. We talk about this. I don't think profit's a dirty word. I don't think you need to hide it. There's uh, many, many ways to have that conversation, but every successful business in the world needs to be making a, a healthy profit to continue to invest in the business, to create bonus opportunities, to, to, to really sort of focus on buying the best equipment, marketing to the best customers, building you know, a company that's, that's gonna move uh, forward for many years to come and provide more and more opportunity for the staff. And you know, at the end of the day, it's okay to to admit that you're looking to to get some return on investment as a as an owner for the shareholders. And so we cover this in depth again in the two day workshops. Uh, but I think being transparent about what the crew result looks like is important in order to drive the right behaviors throughout the year and create that accountability. And then last, I think looking at the analysis with the crew, making sure that they understand. First off, that we're expecting that there's 15% unbuild time. We have to get to the yard. We have to load trucks, unload trucks. have to drive to the job site. So we're going to factor that into our pricing. And then we're also saying, hey, we're going to be charging $70 an hour for the labor portion of your work. We're going to charge more in addition to that for equipment, materials, and everything, of course. But the labor portion is going to be $70 per hour. And if we actually build every hour, factoring in that we've already accommodated for that unbilled time at the yard, your crew could actually produce 685,000 in revenue with the number of hours that you have available. And so we're actually only predicting 87% efficiency, which means this plan is actually doable. If you get out there and we bid the jobs right, you get the jobs done on time. We charge the right price this is a completely realistic plan. And so this allows you to get the buy-in by being transparent. And so they know that they can not only hit the plan, but they could exceed the plan and open up some extra bonus opportunity. And we cover what that extra bonus opportunity looks like in the the two-day mastermind session. So um, that's it for this week. I'll take a few questions here in a minute. Before I do, I'll just kind of run through a few things that we have upcoming. It's definitely education season. We're well into winter, and I think most landscapers have some extra time to, uh, to attend some of these events. Um, next week in our Mastermind Weekly, uh, same place, same time, hit that QR code if you're not already signed up. But basically what we wanna do is uh, focus more on critical job costs next week. We're gonna talk about what you need to monitor to really make sure that jobs are on track. And so that you can really have the confidence in your pricing in the future and the confidence that your year is gonna end up where it should um, in 24. Uh, Again, the two day mastermind sessions, you've heard me uh, mention this a few times today. These are uh, two days of us focusing, we don't turn software on, we're just focused. We use a workbook model to go through with with a presentation that I do. And we're very much focused on two things. One, getting the right customers and doing the right type of work to maximize revenue per hour and really learning how to say no to the things that just aren't serving your plan. And then the other half of the workshop is all about growing people, how to find them, how to keep them, how to motivate them and create this transparent organization where they can actually contribute like entrepreneurs so that you feel like you're surrounded by business partners versus um, employees who who, sort of work for a paycheck, so to speak. So we really, really focus on a strategy to improve customers and improve employees Because my belief is, you know, our businesses are nothing more than the customers we work for and the staff that that uh, we bring in to make up the company. And so the systems that are needed uh, to improve safety, quality, efficiency, we go through these and uh, at most of these upcoming workshops this year, we also do a, a half day facility tour at some incredible landscapers uh, properties where we get a, get a chance to really see behind the scenes, see how they do things, see their shops, see their office set up, learn how they train, learn how they deploy systems, learn how they manage the business. And so it's a great opportunity to learn from, from some incredible companies that we've really identified as being true leaders in the industry, um, people that are willing to share people that you can ask all kinds of questions to the owners and their staff to to learn more about the business. And last, but certainly not least, five-day academy certification programs are back. These have been uh, off the rails for a few years over COVID. We weren't able to do in-person five-day certification trainings and they're back. And so we used to do these at a few specific locations. This year, we're doing these on a roadshow. So we've got 12 locations that we're gonna be um, certifying you and your employees um, and anybody really that you'd like to bring um, so that you get the most out of LMN. And so this is software training. It's in-depth and you leave certified. And the mastermind, hopefully you're signed up already. Tickets are selling very, very quickly. We have uh, an incredible lineup of speakers, education system uh, sessions. We've got some peer-to-peer networking opportunities. We're going to have a, a really fun awards night, and uh, and then we're going to have some uh, optional um, fun uh, golf and whatnot uh, after the summit at this uh, beautiful resort, which I happen to be at here today, the Omni uh, Champions Gate Resort in Orlando. So. Uh, looking forward to seeing you there. I'll take some questions here right now, but if uh, if you're out of time, thanks for joining. Appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your busy week to uh, to join me.
1: Amazing. So um, apologies for the raspy voice, everyone. But uh, we do have uh, two questions here from from Eric. Um, is the ratio based on regular time, or does this include some overtime that is included in the budget? Or Uh, our budget includes overtime, so does that mean that the ratio includes overtime?
0: Yeah, great question, always included. So we wanna take all of the labor costs, the straight time wages, the overtime wages, anything that we're paying the government on behalf of that employee, and then any pension and benefit and bonus um, costs as well. So it's fully loaded when we're looking at that ratio.
1: Amazing. And then Victor was also asking, and I I believe Christian may have jumped in on and answered some of this, but uh, just for everyone, is 25% for maintenance crew and install crews or does this this change? Yeah, it
0: changes very much crew or company to company and division to to division. So typically for a, a company that's doing a big mix of work, I see that ratio fluctuate between 25 and 30%. But for individual crews, like a design build crew is typically uh, somewhere between 20 and 25%. And then for maintenance crews, depending on how much enhancement work they do or how much material they install. And again, this varies so much because every company does this a bit differently. It kind of varies between 25 and I've seen it, you know, as much as 35% and still be a very profitable crew. It really just depends on how much material the crew is installing, because that impacts the ratio so much. And so the important thing is, is when you create a company budget and then you build crew budgets, it gets very specific to your company, your divisions, your crews. And I'm just using this 25% because it's a fairly standard number.
1: Fair, that's amazing. Um, And lastly, I think Jay here was asking, do you track revenue through company budget or through division budget?
0: Uh, Both. Uh, With LMN, when you're doing uh, uh, invoicing using LMN, you can track your revenue uh, at the company level, the department level, or the crew level, Um, and you can also assign it um, to individual estimators and salespeople. So you can actually really run... Uh, reports that allow you to know who contributed or what department contributed to revenue it, at, at any level. So it's it's very powerful that way with the uh, element Analytics Dashboard.
1: Okay, great. That's all the questions from everyone. So thank you everyone so much for joining us this week um, and hopefully you're, you're able to join us next week.
0: Great. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Appreciate you uh, joining. Again, if you ever miss these These are on the YouTube channel. You can also access them right from the website under webinars. Um, So if you ever miss one or if you want to go back and look at the previous weeks, you've got a few places to look right there from the website or the YouTube channel. Again, thanks for joining and I'll see you again next week.
1: Take care, everyone.